Welcome to the Your First Rental Podcast. Let's talk real estate. This is episode one of the Your First Rental Podcast, where an average Joe and a pro teach you how to get into the amazing game of real estate. I'm your, one of your co-hosts, Dr. JP, along with... Nate Parks. How are you guys doing today? Nate Parks. Okay, Nate, we are starting this podcast, our very first episode, the inaugural episode. And I want to do a few things today. One, let's talk about why we feel so passionate about real estate as an investment. I want them to learn a little bit more about you because you're the pro. I'm just an average dummy. And then we're going to have, we're going to talk about one of our deals. And then we'll also talk about one of the big fails that we've had because everybody that thinks about getting into real estate is always they get caught up on all the things that could happen. Sure. And sure. it's always what? The toilet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, you know, what if the toilet breaks? What am I going to, you know, which we have never had a toilet issue. We've had a lot of other issues. Yeah. So we're going to talk about yeah. one every episode. So why do you think it is that we feel so strongly about real estate? Well, I think real estate, it's, it's, it's ever-changing. I mean, it's, it's something that is so consistent. There's, there's so many different ways of making money in the world, but with, with real estate, you know, I, I look back, you know, in my career and I was a financial advisor, you know, back in the day. And I thought that was the, the end all um, of investments, but real estate time and time again is always going to prove that it's a, it's got its peaks and valleys, but it's always appreciated. Yeah. You know, I, one of the rich people that I know. And I define rich as someone who gets to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And uh, he owns like rental properties down in um, Joplin. Uh And so he said, you know, he built these houses by hand back in the, you know, 30 years ago. And of course he owns them outright and he uh, rents them out. He told me, uh, and I don't know if this is true or not. uh, He said, John, if, all the rich people in this world that you know, 90% of them made their money in real estate. And the other 10%, 90% of them inherited money made in real estate. You know, you think about all of the houses that you've owned or known in your lifetime. You think about your parents when they bought a house. Who is losing money on real estate if they've held it for 20 or 30 years? Yeah, I really no one. And that's the thing is that, you know, there's ebbs and flows of this, right? And I think it's like with any other type of investment that people, you know, they, they panic, you know, when it when it's down and everybody wants to get into it when it's up. And if you, you know, find yourself being consistent, you know, throughout the years, again, I look back also, I mean, the 90-10 rule, you can kind of use that in, in a lot of different instances but overall you know real estate's always going to be able to bounce back and, and it's tangible right so a lot of people that's that's a that's a big part of it is that you know you can look at a at a financial statement and you know your stocks are going up and down but you don't necessarily you know it doesn't it doesn't feel you don't it doesn't breathe like real estate does so that's that's a big part of it as well and, you know, it's so this is why I think everybody should be in real estate. This is America. Everybody should have a rental property, I think. And you out there, we will get you to your first rental. But it's so accessible. You know, if I wanted to go and get into a hedge fund, I can't do that. Yeah. I don't have the money or 
the know-how, or I don't know the people. It's closed off. You know, Wall Street used to be much more closed off, but you can't go to Wall Street and say, hey, I want to go buy a company or get into private equity. It's just, but real estate, anybody that has a job and a decent credit score and is willing to work and save can get into it. And the returns can be massive. And I want to talk about that later too. Okay, so I am just an average Joe. I work in healthcare. I go to work. I get a paycheck. I don't have any knowledge about real estate. And I just kind of got into it by accident. We can talk about that later too. But today I want to talk about you, Nate, the pro. Okay, so you, and I think this is one of the things that defines one of the things about you because you're a real estate agent. I consider you my real estate coach, property manager. And I think it starts all, if people knew you were a college athlete, right? Mm -hmm. What did you do? Tell us. Uh, back in the day, I played basketball, so I, I, I played in college, got me through college. I was just joking about that today. I'm, my, my son's a pretty good football player, and a lot of people, the first thing they ask me about is that if I was a football player instead of a basketball player, so that's that shows you how the evolution of man has changed. But that was where I got my start, is through college basketball, and, and one of the things that I think that helps quite a bit with that. And kind of how we've teamed up is that, you know, I, I learned, you know, the, the idea of team is that, you know, you have to have different people on your team that have strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, real estate is something I'm very passionate about, something that, you know, it, I've, I've gotten the years in of, you know, I, I started out trying to get my own rentals and being very novice, you know, to it all the way to where I'm at now, where, you know, I feel that I, I have a good grasp of all the different aspects of you know buying selling as well as understanding how property management works and you know with property management that's a, that's a team also is that you know we have contractors that can go in at any time and fix anything else you know anything that might be in the home so you know overall you build a business over you know knowledge you know over the years and uh you know by start with with basketball all the way to now it's helped me down that journey you know what I think anyone that's played college athletics, you know they have to have some level of discipline. Sure. You know, and they have to know how to work. Mm -hmm. We call ourselves grinders. Because we are out here, when other people are, you know, doing whatever it is they do on Sundays, pools and whatnot, we're (laughs) like looking at properties, cleaning up properties, doing it. But it's it's fun and we feel passionate about it. That's why we want people to get into this business. So you are... On your emails, and I'm, I have never asked Nate these questions before, it says S-R-E-S. What, what does that stand for? So it's a senior residential, basically expert. I can't remember what that means anymore. But so uh, senior living, one of the things that I, I specialize in what as well is that I understand you know, that side of the transition from, from home. So with the, the senior real estate specialist, I'm able to you know, help in those in those different markets where it might be selling a home where somebody's going to assisted living or, or helping them with that transition as well. Oh, oh, this is like senior living. Yes, yeah. So senior oh. living. So there's there's a lot of. I mean, and that's oh, that's that's, that's a huge. whole different segment that we can go into. Yeah. But with senior living, there's that you see more and more of those. Is that you'll see it's basically a community in a sense that it, it goes through the different transitions. So you might have, 
you know, where you just have assisted care where somebody's coming in and checking and on that same campus, you might have something where, you know, someone needs, you know, someone 24 seven all the way into it's more of a apartment, almost hospital type of setting where they just transition in that. But there's a big, big market there. Ooh, I, we, I think we got to do an episode. <laughs> I did not know this about Nate. Yeah. I think yeah. that could be huge. Yeah, absolutely. Because with all the baby boomers getting to that age. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we, uh, you know, I feel like we're, we kind of know the, the travel nursing game, the short-term rental game. I want to get into this. Okay, and you're a licensed agent in Missouri and Kansas. Correct. Correct. And so if, uh, okay, and you can buy and sell houses in in all of the states. I mean, in both okay. Missouri and Kansas. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, and you are available for property management and real estate coaching. <laughs> you can be contacted at nateparks at kw.com. So. Okay, after college, then you said you work, went and worked in finance, mm-hmm. right? So you were doing financial, what was that all about? So I was a financial advisor for about 11 years. So I, I helping people has been something that comes very natural to me. And, you know, with the financial side of things is that you always are, you know, your biggest asset, and that was always something I talked about when I was, you know, helping people with their finances is that nine times out of 10, your biggest purchase is going to be real estate. One of the things that I found out after going through the financial is that being a financial advisor, you know, you, you do build those relationships or whatever, but I love the emotional side of real estate, meaning is that you're finding something for someone that they're going to live in. Again, they're, they're able to see, you know, it grow over the years. So that was kind of where my transition came that I was doing it as a novice as far as real estate. And then was got, you know, I got my real estate license, was doing it part time and then really found a knack for it. And this was something I was very passionate about and been doing it ever since. So you've been doing full time real estate for how long? Uh, I think it's been full time's probably been nine years now. Okay. And, and how old are you? Can I ask? I don't even know. I am 49 years old. 49. Okay. So we're both in our 40s. Yes. Okay. Every episode we're going to talk about the anatomy of a deal. So we're just going to talk about one of the deals that we've done this year, getting into real estate and talk actual numbers. Okay. So we're going to talk about, we'll just go down the the list. Our first deal, it's an apartment in uh, downtown Kansas City. Uh And uh, it's a one bedroom, one bath. And I don't even know, how do we find this? So you and I started talking and we were talking more about Hey, you know, and your with your background, I think as far as with healthcare is that you know, hey, we can find something that's close to the hospitals, something where you know you ha- you have somebody that's a resident that all they're going to be really doing with their home is is probably sleeping and eating. That you know, this was something that I thought was uh, you know, the end to it was fairly low. I mean, we both have kind of talked over is that you know we should have bought twelve of them you know back when we did. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the start. We, st- we were trying to find a way to, you know, to, to expand the, uh, the portfolio. And this was a, a pretty safe end, meaning as far as not a lot into it as far as cash, but had yeah. a, lot, a lot more return on the other side. And initially, it's down close to some medical school. So initially, we thought, well, I, I could rent it out to a medical student. For some reason, I didn't get any bites. I got one student that looked at it. And then we uh, got into the travel nursing game. But Okay, so these things are valued at probably about hundred to hundred and five. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say that. I mean, it, it's really going to, the one bedrooms are probably going to be more around that right now. Yeah. And it's it's located in downtown off of off of 8th Street. So it's very centralized, as meaning is that it's it, there's a lot of different people that can can get access to that and get access to the different parts of yeah. the town. There's a, a good area, especially for young people, called Power and Light down in Kansas City. It's It's walking distance. It's five minutes from a medical school. It's really central. So, you know, it's about 100,000 homes. We picked it up for $73,000. How did that happen? Well, I mean, it's like I said, is that uh, real estate, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's it's very seasonal. So, you know, we probably would have tried to pick this up in, you know, May, April, June. Uh, We probably would have been spending, you know, $10,000, $15,000 more. Really? Uh, Okay. So that's a big part of real estate that people don't understand is that, you know, we, there are a lot of different ebbs and flows and it's, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster, if you will. But if you get somebody in your corner that, that knows the market, understands how these things are going to work, you can find some good deals uh, pretty much at any time. But it re- that mean, but that time in between, you know, October to January is a really good, really good time to, to purchase in Kansas City. Yeah, so I think it's just for the people out there, you know, now is not the greatest time ever to be buying real estate, but there are still deals out there. Yeah. You know, you just have to look for it. So we found it somehow. I think they wanted 75000 and we, we got them down to 73000 mm-hmm. It was beat up. And this will be another episode. But this is why you need a real estate coach. Yeah. Because Nate told me, okay, so you can buy it for seventy three. You're going to have to put about $6,000 worth of flooring and redo the paint. So knowing that, we knew that going in. But to, for me, if you just do the simple math, 73 plus 6, that's 80000 You're still well below the actual value of the property itself. Sure. And below what you're going to get for the rent. So knowing that going in, and it, it was exactly right. We spent about $6,000 to, to renovate it. Reason number 82 to have a real estate uh, property manager and a coach is he had the contacts. So he got his guy in there and they did it, you know, fast and good. So it was ready to rent almost right away. Sure. And so we we had, we bought it for 73 mm-hmm. and we put $6,000 into it. So I'm in it for, and we, you know, with closing costs and everything, I'm in it for about $80,000 and wanted to rent it to a, a medical student um, and that uh, didn't get any takers. So then we got into the world of travel nursing. So currently today, there is a travel nurse in there that is paying $12.50 a month for rent. And she's happy to do it because it's nice for her because she doesn't want roommates and she doesn't want, you know, all the trouble of a, a big house. But she gets a nice place. And her company is paying her rent. So if you look at, if you break down the numbers, twelve fifty a month. Then there's two fifty a month for HOAs, which yeah. it's maintenance free. So that's a big yeah. part of it too. A lot of people are yeah. That, that's I think it's as much as it's a pain. I mean, it's also something I think in this scenario that you know this this nurse was looking for. You know, a lot of people are are wanting to get into something. It's like hey. I don't have to worry about anything besides, you know, washing some dishes and and, and moving forward. Yep. So two fifty. So twelve fifty a month minus two fifty for the HOA and that stuff. But that actually, you know, kind of acts as the property manager because they take all her calls. And then uh, I have to pay for her internet, which is fifty dollars. 
And then uh, taxes and insurance is about $100 a month. This is a tax abated property for another six or seven years, so mm -hmm. the taxes are very low. So $250 plus $150 in internet taxes and insurance, what is that, $400? Around so off of $1,250, we're making $800 a month in just income, profit. Now, this one uh, doesn't really have a loan because I paid cash for it. But even if you had a loan for it, you know, you'd make your principal payment interest. You'd still be cash flowing probably about $500 yeah, a month. Yeah, I was going to say $400 pretty easy. And I am getting a loan on it because there's no reason to spend your own money if someone's going to give you. That's a whole other episode as well. Yes. <laughs> Why would I? Why? It's kind of not smart to pay cash when someone's gonna give you money for three and a half percent locked yeah. in for 30 years, which reason number 97 to have a property manager, real estate agent and real estate coaches, they have relationships with bankers that can get you your good um, loans and interest rates. So mm -hmm. yeah, I pay, I took it off a line of credit that I have at 2%. So I, I'm, I have to pay, you know, 80 bucks a year in interest. So it's, it cash flows literally $700 a month of pure cash. So, so yeah, I figure, I mean, even 80,000 at 3%, you're looking at, you know, what, 380 a month. So with, and again, we can get into those types of things is that in most investment properties, you're going to have to put at least 20% down, but let's just say at 80,000 for round numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You're about right at about 387 a month so some of which goes to principal yep and then you have the rest for just cash mm -hmm. and these the nice thing about this is i don't have to spend a lot on cap capital expenses which i normally would on other properties you know you have to save for things that are going to break down because it's it's all in that hoa you know they, they pay for all the expenses out of that so great deal i don't know how we got it it was still a crazy time in february in kansas city yep i think it's just uh, there are deals out there. You know, we didn't do some sort of, you know, cold calling or wholesaling or any of the fancy stuff. It was just a guy had it on the market. It was on Zillow. And then, um, yeah, we were able to get it. So yeah, it's just, I mean, knowing the market is, is a lot of it, knowing the, the different areas and, and being able to do, you know, some computations in the background and getting comparables. I mean, knowing where the market's going and where it's done over the years historically. Yeah, we were able to. Yeah, and I could sell it today for a hundred, and we made twenty thousand just right there. That's the beauty of real estate. Okay, every episode is going to have something called the big fail, hmm. and so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one that I that I uh, remember the most fondest. So people I think are scared to get into it because oh, what am I gonna do with the toilet at at midnight? And that is a concern, although I've never had a problem with a toilet. So you got a property, good little property, and it was, uh, it was a deal we'll talk about later. So then Nate, real estate manager and coach, is also in charge of actually filling the, the house with a tenant. So he's out there showing the property. And this is not the one we just talked about. It's a house. <laughs> Nate, just t tell us what, what happened. Which one are you talking about? The air conditioner. Oh, oh, goodness. Goodness. Yeah. So we close on the home and, you know, we're, we're going through to do kind of the, the prep work and everything before we get someone in there. And uh, we're also, I think we're, you know, finalizing insurance and those types of things. And 
I'm going around and taking pictures of the home and I look in the backyard and I'm like, I'm pretty sure when we bought this, there's an air conditioner there. Well, wasn't it hot too? Yeah. It was yeah, like the hottest yeah, day. Yeah. So that was, was July. Day. Yeah. So walked in and it was, you know, walked in and I forgot about that. It was, it was kind of warm, but didn't think much of it. I think actually I probably went there, you know, the day before and felt it was kind of hot, but it's like, oh, we probably just, you know, trying to save money. There's nobody in here. Turn it down. But you walk back and turn around and it's like, oh, wait, I'm pretty sure, let's go back and look at pictures from when we purchased it to see if we see the uh, air conditioner in the backyard. So, you know, with that, you know, I, I call John and, and talk him through it. And, you know, we talked to an insurance agent and, uh, you know, it's a mess. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we've kind of talked about before about, you know, different areas of town and all those other types of things, but pretty much anywhere where if, if someone's, you know, casing a house and they're kind of watching it. One of the big reasons why people take an air conditioner, uh, it, it, some people think it's just about the air conditioner itself, but it's actually the, the parts inside of it. So copper is, is really hard to come by. And so a lot of people just come by and, you know, strip air conditioner down just for the copper. Yeah. So we had closed on the house. Somebody had been, it was empty Yeah. because they were renovating it. And somebody yeah. had kept a close eye on it. I don't think it's necessarily the neighborhood. It's a no, decent neighborhood. No, no I, I mean, that's where, I, and again, with people that are listening, as far as Kansas City as a whole, there's a lot of different areas that are very affluent, as well as, you know, there's different urban areas that are out there as well. But me being in this in this business for as long as I have is that, you know, is there's that happens in Overland Park as much as it does in Kansas City, Missouri, downtown. So, it wasn't about the area of town, but there's just some people that are just, they'll watch an area of town yeah. or watch a, a, a particular property and, know and they knew everybody's in it. Yeah. Yeah. They knew that a new owner had gotten it. So before they move in, they uh, come by and steal the air conditioner. And that's another thing, you know, people that aren't in it. Well, I was in it and I was like, this is, you know, this is not, this has never happened to me in my life. Yeah. You know, but another reason to have a coach is that, you know, they say, well, they talk you off the ledge. Yeah. It's an air conditioner. This is why you have insurance. Yeah. Call the insurance company, have the air conditioner replaced. We did have a cage installed, but I'm not sure that was even necessary because we have tenants in there now. And I don't think anybody's going to come by and steal the air conditioner. But yeah, bad things happen in any, in any investment. You could have bought stocks. And it could be a day where the stock market goes down, you know, a thousand points and you, you lost 20% of the value of the stock. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't lose 20% of the value of the house. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, and that's with, you know, having a goal and having a long-term plan of, of what's going to happen there. Just, you know, your point on stocks is that, you know, that does that person that the day it drops, do they, you know, go and sell the stock? You know, we talked through the property and, you know, you're not going to put the house on the market you know, right after an air conditioner goes. But uh, those are different types of things that you have to plan for. But, you, you you know, when we're talking about your first property, people have to understand is that you're not always going to, you know, hit it out of the park. You know, $100 a month, you know, extra over your expenses is a win, I think, definitely on your first rental property. Yeah, especially in these times. You know, you'd like to get more, but also remember, and we'll talk about this later, hopefully we can have an accountant on. You're not just getting the $100, you're getting all the write-offs and the appreciation and the principal pay down. So it's more than $100. Yeah. 
And you know, if, if I had just done this myself and had an air conditioner stolen, I probably would be one of those guys. Oh, I can't do this. This is uh, the toilets, the air conditioners, I'm selling. But if you have a coach, if you have someone that knows the business, they can kind of talk you off the ledge and say, this, this happens, just like stocks can go down or, or any investment really in life. So, okay, well that, I think, you know, we, we've covered what we want to cover in our first episode. We just want to introduce ourselves. We're going to have a lot of great episodes coming up. So thank you all for listening. And until next time, hope you get out there, find some good deals and get your first rental.